0: Hey everyone, I'm Coach Tony. Welcome to Coach Tony's Table, where the madness always meets the method. This is the writing on the board. Substitutes? Coverages? (laughs) That's all I'm going to say. Let's get into it. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Writing on the Board podcast. Thank you for joining me. I'm so happy you're here. A few housekeeping things: there was a submission made by someone named, or who called herself Emily, and. I just want to say to Emily, I did see your submission. Thank you so much. I fully intend to do a episode about that. However, I do want to make sure that I get my panel together that episode. I will have multiple guests on the podcast or on the show um, because I think the submission was so great. And I really want to get people who are qualified to speak on this in the room with me. I don't think I can do it justice by myself. So Emily has made the submission a while ago. Um, and I just want to let her know if she is listening that I, I I'm, I'm ready for you. I just, ha- I need to coordinate the dates of all the rest of my guests so that we can make this popping. Okay. Now, those of you who are new to my podcast, welcome. Um, understand that I just want to amplify the voice of educators right now. We're in a great, great, great teacher depression. There's a shortage of educators around this nation, um, and we are trying to figure out what is going on, and one thing that I've noticed is that it's hard because of the fact that education is is not a federal thing really it's a state-run thing it's a state-controlled thing so as teachers we're experiencing so much of the same things and a lot of different things but the consensus is we're frustrated and so this episode or this podcast I should say is is starting to scratch the surface of like why we're frustrated and catalog it you know most teachers feel like the powers that be are not listening to our frustrations. The major one being about pay, which will come up in a very near episode. But I now, thanks to social media, have seen so many teachers that have expressed things that I felt, expressed things that I didn't even think about that they're feeling and expressed a whole lot that's contributing to this discomfort. So if I can provide a platform where we can weekly discuss. And to be honest, at this point, I don't even know if it's weekly. It might be twice a week at some point. I don't think right yet. Uh, Every season has 12 episodes. Let's see what happens in season two. But um, I have so much or so many, I should say, submissions. I have so many people that have said something. I have so much content that it's like, I feel like I'm not even keeping up with how many things I have to talk about. I'm very busy. <laughs> I am now a consultant and I have a baby. So I once a week is good for me, but I'm thinking that when I kind of make my schedule more of what it needs to be, I'll find a way to, to, amp up my recording time so that I can release twice a week because the amount of teachers who have expressed their frustration about things is overwhelming. And I want to, I want to put it out there. I want people to listen and be like, this is what's going on. So let's get right into it. This submission comes actually from a forum that I was a part of, or like a, I guess a chat with a bunch of teachers. And so it wasn't a submission to my website per se, but I'm not going to disclose where I was or um, who said anything, I'm just gonna read it. And I'm, I'm also gonna read some of the subsequent comments And I'll give my commentary throughout the reading of all of those comments, and then we'll wrap it up and send you on your way. So the original conversation started was this. It's getting really bad out here when teachers don't even want the incentive pay to cover classes anymore. My district gives you $30 for every class you have to cover, but no one even volunteers anymore. It's easy money, right? Everyone is out. The money is untaxed. Little to no prep, but no, it's not. Taking away my planning every single day for a few extra dollars just isn't worth it anymore. I don't have time to deal with another teacher's kids, lose any time to make copies and prep for the day, or to lose the only moments piece I get all day. Sounds ungrateful, but everyone is tired. I was really hoping for a new semester pepping my step, but I am just as tired as I was before we left for holiday break. This year is something else. Yes, yes, it is. Um, First of all, where are you where your money's untaxed? Because any little incentive that I've ever gotten has definitely been taxed superbly. (laughs) So that's one. Like, shout out to that. But I don't know if people realize how inconvenient it is to ask a teacher to lose their prep. For multiple reasons, right? It's just inconvenient and as teachers who need to be on and quote unquote performing all day for students who due to the last few years of uncertainty have had to self-regulate at home have not had the discipline of being in a scholarly setting in in you know what our nation calls a scholarly setting you know we're seeing behaviors change we're seeing attitudes on the rise we're seeing a lot of emotional disturbances there's so much going on with our students that for me, it was even hard to prep because once my kids left the classroom, I would need to like release everything they brought into the classroom, right? One, I need to breathe. So I'm taking off my mask because, oh my goodness, I'm eating those little fibers. Two, I may have had a student that came in and not may have, this happened. I had a student that came in and went straight to my Zen zone. I have I had a Zen zone in my classroom, in the back of the classroom, where it was like a comfortable chair, mirror, little things that they can play around with whenever they weren't feeling up to it or if they're done their work or whatever, they can go hang out there, make a TikTok or whatever. I had a student come straight, like beeline there and went to sleep. And then about five minutes later, I got a slack that his someone in his family passed away. And I mean, just, and you know, it, <sighs> So much goes on in one period, right? And then no matter what's going on in your life, right? Those of you who (laughs) listen to my podcast week in and week out know that I dedicate every podcast to my brother who's going through his own medical trials and tribulations. And I have a daughter with severe allergies, which sometimes she catches something that I have no idea where she got it from. So things that I'm going through have to get pushed to the back things that my students are going through have to get acknowledged in some sort of way that they still feel comfortable engaging, right? Because God forbid I get a random observation. I don't need people asking me like, why is the student not doing this? Why is the student not doing that? Why is the student not doing this? So when my students leave my classroom, I just need like the rest of my prep (laughs) to breathe, to reset, to make sure my emotions are in check. You know, If they were Somewhat difficult that period, right? Because even some of my best classes, sometimes they come in and it's just not their day. I need to just decompress, and I usually run to the, the the lounge and and make the strongest ginger tea, and I sit there and I just prepare. That's not even prepping. Like I should be grading at a a mass speed, and I'm not even doing that. I'm just breathing with my mask off, with the door closed, right? And that's if. They don't they're not using my room for something else the next period, right? Because then I have to keep my mask on and probably try to slinker somewhere else or go hide in my car for a few minutes. So aside from that, right? teachers who are more more productive than I am would like to get some grading done, some prep done, like exactly what's needed to be done. And none of that is happening right now because of all these subs or all these covers, right? So let me read some of these other comments. I'd be okay with it if districts provided more lesson resources. Having to create everything from scratch consumes almost all my planning time. That I completely agree with. I feel like at this point in time, the way our nation's education system is set up, there should be... teachers should not be really creating lesson plans. Teachers should be scaffolding, differentiating and editing problems to serve their student body. But I don't think any teachers should be creating lesson plans. As a school, you should have a goal for your students. And the only thing teachers should be doing is figuring out how to cultivate their relationships with their students. And based on those relationships, figure out how to make the lesson come alive for their students. Like that should be all the time. Cause that takes a lot of time. That's a very arduous task, right? It's one thing to to understand the concept or to formulate a lesson from beginning to end, right? It's another thing to now make it come to life, make it touch the cultures and personalities of everyone in your classroom. All of that now is a whole other time and a half, right? So shout out to you for saying that because that's so true. At this point, you should be providing me the lesson plans, the examinations you want me to give, and then I will tweak them as I see fit, based on my student body. Next person says, "Oof, I'm a pushing special education teacher, and because my schedule is quote unquote flexible, I'm just told to go cover classes. Where's my thirty dollars? Yeah, where's your where's her thirty dollars? Like, I don't care who it is. It could be the cafeteria person, the janitor, the the special ed teacher. I don't care. Like." Whoever subs, period, should be paid. Next. Um, so this is like a double comment. I put them together. We don't even get paid to cover classes, so that must be nice. That was the first person. The second person said, just imagine how those of us who are not compensated for holding other classes feel disrespected. I'm sure that's disrespectful. If you're listening to this and you have any like control over coverages, you need to be paying teachers for that. That's extra work that they're doing and you're taking away from them, which means that that prep that they should have had to complete certain work, they now will spend extra time outside of contract. But we always are outside of contract doing things anyway, right? That's why it's easy for them to disrespect us in this way, because teachers are always already doing things outside of contract. It's like impossible, not even like it is impossible to do our job 100% well within contract hours it's impossible. So the fact that for years, teachers have always had to take a little bit of work home, have always had to stay a little bit late and always have to pour in their own resources and makes schools feel at ease to just be like, hey, do this, do this, do this. When it's like, no, 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 you're disrespecting my time. So to those people who do not get paid for coverages, my heart goes out to you. Um, It's time to look for another school. At this point, I'm really sad about teachers that are leaving. And those of you who know me know I've already left the classroom, but I I want to go back so badly. I miss being in front of students so much. Every single day, I wish I was getting up to go to students. I just don't want to get up and go to the madness. And so at this point, the kids need us so much that they don't need us right now. Does that make sense? I want for us to make such a bigger statement that no time is wasted changing what needs to be changed for us. Okay? So if you're at a point where you're financially able to do something so drastic as to leave or to change schools, please do so. Now, at this point, we need to make a statement. And that statement needs to be so bold and so severe that... The majority of people who have positions of power can be like, no, we need to do this now. This needs to get changed now. This is something that has happened now. Let's go now. And then the students will not suffer as much harm as they would if we trickle out and they stretch the rest of the teachers thin and it's just not serving anybody. Does that make sense? I hope it makes sense. So if you if, if it's if something's not serving you the way it needs to be, leave especially now since every school is looking for something. And because every school is looking for something, we can also go to the next school and say like, I heard y'all don't do this. The only way I'm coming is if you do this. Nope, okay, go into the next school on my list. Um, Of course, do your research. You know, I'm not saying to put your family in jeopardy or to do it if you're financially really, really strapped. But if you have that power to be able to make your actions affect things, By all means, let's get it. Let's get it popping. Fourth comment. My district raised the pay to $65 and I still won't do it. We are on a rotation of being required slash voluntold to cover, however. Is voluntold? First of all, voluntold is a new... Word that I saw in this thread all over the place. And I guess maybe because I've left the classroom that I haven't, I wasn't hip to that word, but like voluntold. So they're telling you, you must volunteer. Oh man, this is, <laughs> I mean, literally there's, there's very few other professions that l- ask you to give of your time without any other compensation. Isn't it crazy? Anyway, um now, I do want to talk about this comment. This comment, I think, is a comment I will end my commentary on and, you know, let you be on your way. This person says, 85 in our district. So I'm going to stop. He, uh, um, I'm assuming he means, like, he gets paid 85 to, to, for coverage. Then he says, And if you are covering one class and giving the kids work that was left for them, I don't see why prep can't be done as well. I suppose it depends on what grade level we're discussing. I have a little bit of an issue with this comment. And it's not even just, it's not even an issue with the comment itself. It's just an issue with the implications of the comment. So the thing about what's happening now, the role of a substitute should be a once in an emergency thing, right? Unless we have a maternity leave where you're going to prepare a more long-term substitute and everyone knows nine months in advance what's going to happen. So you have a while to prepare <laughs> the the students and the materials. Otherwise, substitutes are supposed to be like a Whoa, so and so has a fever, we don't have coverage, please come in, whatever. Um a random week where a teacher decides I need to do something, I'm going to a wedding, whatever the case may be, like it's not supposed to be this consistent. So back in the day, if a substitute came in the classroom, right, put on a movie, didn't steal all my snacks, and I and you know what? It's not even the substitute. Let me rephrase that because my snacks would disappear, but I know it's my kids. (laughs) So regulated how much snacks my kids took, et cetera, I'd be happy because everyone needs a break. And at this point, they need a brain break too. Like I call it a break for everybody, right? I don't make my sub plans extremely ridiculous or arduous. One, because I teach math. And honestly, the chance that the sub actually understands what's on my paper to be able to even answer a question about it is slim to none. Um, and I'm not even trying to throw a sub. It's just a fact. <laughs> the amount of times people say like, I don't even know what that is. I couldn't help you if I tried. I just don't even, you know, if it's not so self-explanatory to my students, I don't even bother, right? But the implication here is that students shouldn't need us. Because it says, if you are covering one class and giving the kids work that was left for them, prep should be able to be done as well. Which means that students don't need teachers, which is far from the truth. Because like I said earlier in this episode, we should be solely looking to cater our lesson plans and our examinations and our content to the kids that we've grown fond of and we've got to know. If we can just give them a packet day in and day out, because that's what it's turning into now, right? Whole uh, departments are out in some schools, right? There are teachers that have been out for COVID, then they're out because their husband has COVID and they're out because their kids have COVID or their kids were exposed, right? There are schools where The kids are having subs day in and day out. Now you're affecting their education because no one is there to curate what they need. And if it is that your students are so good enough that they can receive a packet and just do the work, What does that mean for like why we didn't go virtual in January, right? Because I think every teacher was sitting on the edge of their chair in December like, "Um, the whole world is breaking out in Omicron. Are we going to shut down or not, right? And so many schools were just like, no, (laughs) we need the kids in person. So I want to caution, right? I I would love to caution against thinking. Now, mind you, (laughs) I'm not above going in and giving them a packet and doing my prep at the same time. I'm not above it at all. But I understand the implications of why that would not be a suggestion on a forum because that is not, that's not correct. Our students need us to curate what we know with their lives in mind. And self regulation is at an all time low due to the last few years of just winging it. So we cannot expect these students to to be ready for this this And like I said, if we can and if you have a student body that can, then that means that you shouldn't be asking for subs. you should be posting work on Google classroom and having the kids stay in one room and just be like All right. You know, go to your next Google Classroom, 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 right? That that will slow the spread, that will slow the contact, and then they can, like, go for recess or wherever and come back in groups of five so they can social distance. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's really what would make more sense if that statement that was made by this person were true. And like I said, if it's true, then you know what to do. And that then you wouldn't need your district to offer $85, right? The fact that it's gotten to $85, I haven't. I'm in New York City and I haven't gotten $85. That means wherever you are, I'm assuming you're probably in a major city, but $85 is still high for a teacher to sub for a period. So that means that they're asking subs to go all over the place. And if the students are that self-sufficient where you can just give them a packet and they can absorb what they need and get the standards and everything then we need to you need to just do it from a distance so that no one has to sub (laughs) i think people don't understand what our purpose is like why teachers exist because it's like what if the students have a question and that's why it's so crazy for me to even take a day off. My husband used to be so frustrated with me because I would drag my hot butt to school and work sick, not during COVID, before COVID. I would mix my green juice, my greens with my juice. Um, I would make sure I sanitize. I would make sure I keep my distance from my students. But the thing about it was... I had a scope and sequence to follow, and I was 100% sure that the sub was not about to answer the questions that were asked. They would not be able to delve into the theory. They would not be able to apply to my students' lives, and they would not collect data like I would. So basically, I would still need to come back in and do double the work if I missed a day, which is crazy. So I just never missed it. <laughs> and if I did, I did. Like it I, I got to a point where I started to like take the days I needed. But it didn't it was such a thing where I just knew I had to think about what the implications were. And most of the times I didn't take that day. Didn't take it. <sighs> Once again, I only scratched the surface of this. So there's 12 episodes, there's 12 episodes in one season. So we're coming close to the end of season one and I have a lot planned for season two. Um, so if I, if I haven't said this already, thank you for just being with me for this, you know, experimental season. Season one's always an experiment and season two will be an experiment as well, but a little less so of an experiment. (laughs) Um, but like always, I want to dedicate this episode to my brother, Um, Those of you who do or do not know, my brother recently lost his legs and I am now his legal guardian, but his motivation for a better future has motivated me to press on. And he has demanded that I go for everything that I want and do it with integrity and fidelity and with no excuses. So there we go. I'm doing it for him. Um, That's the end of the episode. Thank you for tuning in tune in to the next one if you haven't noticed by now I for for season one at least every other episode has a guest so since so, I'm so by myself today I'll be talking to someone next week so tune in next week to hear what they have to say with me and um that's it I'll catch you on the next episode 10 1 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 2, 20. 10 20 10 30, 30. 30, 30. 10, 4's 40. 40 10 5, 50. 50. 2020 that's your 10 times say it, with me. say it with me no cat no cat no cat this thing is easy, it's easy.